Good evening and welcome to Windy City Irish Radio. My name is Mike Shevlin and I will be your host tonight for uh, what is sure to be a quality hour of Irish American entertainment. Uh, you might get uh, you might get a little entertained by music. You might be you get a little educated. Um, all in all, by the end of the hour, our hope is that uh, you had a good time here with me and my pal Tim Taylor. Yeah, Hi, Tim. Hi, it's, it's always an entertaining show, isn't oh, it? I, I, I learn a lot about it. I'm uh, always entertained. I dance. I get worn out from dancing, yeah. and, and, and tonight it might even be a little educational, right? Well, we would hope so. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, it's like so a PBS well, station here, almost. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, NPR, right? So uh, we are celebrating a special. Uh, we're, we're starting a series, a two-show series. Uh, we've we've gone longer in the past, but this year uh, we're, we're shortening it a little bit, and we're just doing it over two shows. And that's the Irish American Hall of Fame. It's coming up next weekend, a week from Saturday, June the tenth. And uh, wow, Tim, it's sold out. But uh, going to be a great show. There's a waiting list available. Uh, if you call the Irish American Heritage Center, you might be able to get on that list. And uh, all kinds of inductees, and we're going to talk about a few of them tonight. And uh, But first, uh, we wanted to play a couple songs here to get us rolling here. There's a couple of shows coming this weekend to the city of Chicago. Summer's here, and uh, and it's uh, you know it's all kinds of concerts coming. And this, uh, this show is going to be at Shuba's on Friday night. And uh, we played a song by Emily Cavanaugh last week. We're going to do another one here off of her album, Keep It With Mine. It's called We Were Young, and she's going to be opening for uh, Monday, our good friend Monday, yeah. uh, at Shuba's on Friday night. So uh, check it out here. Here's Emily Cavanaugh, Chicagoan, now lives in New York, and she's coming back home Friday night. We've been running, never settled down. Friends are moving places safe and sound So far away from all the dreams they made when they were young So would you stay? There's so much more to see before we're done We are done Place inside this town that's gold. If we lay our quarters down, I know they'll play the same old songs we used to sing when we were young. So, would you stay? There's so much more to see before we're done. We are young. Roll us away again. As far as the eye can see Wild our hearts have been And so They're gonna be We've been running Watching something grow All these faces Places on this road Not far away From all the dreams They made when they were young so would you stay? There's so much more to see before we're done. We are young. Roll us away again as far as the eye can see. Wild our hearts have been and so they're gonna be. Love, love. La, la, la. 
In these challenging times, the Flood family is here to help. We would like to be your new garbage man. Flood Brothers Disposal, like you, understands how hard it is to manage a household, how hard it is to manage a business. Flood Brothers doesn't have stockholders to take care of. Their only care is taking care of you. Flood Brothers Disposal and Recycling has been Chicagoland's choice for refuse disposal since 1960. Serving high-rise commercial properties, factories, retail shops, and office buildings. How does Flood Brothers outperform those large national companies? It's simple. Their friendly drivers provide old-fashioned service, same-day response, and 24-hour pickup. At Flood, there's only one way to do the job, the right way. At Flood, there's only one way to price the job, the fair way. Find out more about the Flood Brothers. Call 773-626-5800 or on the web at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Call 773-626-5800. Back in 1922, my grandfather, Thomas J. Cooney, opened his one-room funeral parlor on Chicago's north side. We take tremendous pride in his decision to serve others in their time of need as we continue to put families first when their loved ones pass away. For three generations and over 90 years, the Cooney Funeral Home has served families in our Irish community with the highest degree of care and comfort. We know that the death of a loved one can bring about some of the most important decisions you may ever have to make in a short period of time. That's where we would like to help. We'll serve as a guide and an advisor while arranging your funeral plans and help you in any way we can to ease your sorrow. We want your trust. We will serve you in a professional manner on a personal level, just as our parents and grandparents did before us. With locations in Chicago on Irving Park and in Park Ridge on Bussey Highway, we're always there to help you and your family. For more information, please visit CooneyFuneralHome.com. Stop by the Irish American Heritage Center at 4626 North Knox Avenue and visit the 5th Province for a pint or a bite to eat. Join actors, singers, and musicians on an odyssey through James Joyce's masterpiece, Ulysses, at the annual Bloomsday Celebration. On June the 16th, 1904, writer Joyce met his future wife, Nora Barnacle, and immortalized the date in Ulysses. Bloomsday, each June 16th, is a global celebration of his controversial works. Scholar Frank Delaney was in the middle of a 25-year commitment to deconstruct Ulysses in a podcast called Regarding Joyce When He Died Last Winter, and this year's program honors Delaney's legacy. The celebration is Friday, June 16th, 7 p.m. Tickets are $15 in advance, $20 at the door. Get your Irish on at the 32nd Annual Irish American Heritage Festival on July the 7th, the 8th, and the 9th. Irish Fest showcases the finest in local and international Irish and American music, Dance and, of course, family fun. Yeah. Don't miss Gaelic Storm, We Banjo 3, Scythian, Make'em Spain, Tupelo, Michael McDermott, The Young Folk, Runa, Baltina, Bahola, The Boils, Bua, Larkin and Moran Brothers, Trinity Irish Dancers, and so many more. Take a deep breath, Mike. Whew, that's a lot. and I'm not even a third through. I know. Come all weekend for Irish and American food and drink, cultural exhibits, children's activities, dozens of vendors and artisans selling Irish gifts. Activities include contests for adults and children and a cultural exhibits and programs in the art gallery, the library, and the museum. Tickets are $10 in advance, Tim. 
Yeah. Advance tickets. That's, that's like net peanuts. That's a deal. $10 advance tickets. you got to get them by July the 5th. So you have plenty of plenty time. Plenty of time. But plenty yeah, of time. Lots of time. If you get them later than that, they're 15 bucks. Still affordable, it's but not, why? Not bad. Why? Just right. get them now. Yeah, right. Just get them now. And you know what the big thing here is? Children, 12 and under, oh, are that's free. that's fantastic. You know it's going to make it free? so affordable. You know what else is free? What? Parking. Come on. Free you guys are parking. just giving this stuff Children, away. 12 and under are free. Parking is free. Festival hours, 6 p.m. to midnight on Friday. Noon to midnight on Saturday, and noon to 11 p.m. on Sunday, July the 9th. Festival parking, as I said, is free, and there is also a free shuttle running all weekend long. For info on all of these events and to purchase tickets, go to www.irish-american.org or call 773-282-7035, extension 10. You guys are really turning this uh, Irish Fest uh, back into a big family event. I mean, you know, really to. making it affordable for uh, families. That's what we're trying this. to do. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I can't afford to go otherwise, Tim. <laughs> well, neither of us can, right? Yeah. Uh, we're on a, a very tight budget here in the Windy City that's Irish right. Radio Studios. That's right. And, uh, shoestring. Shoestring budget. That's right. And uh, so we started off the show here tonight uh, with... Uh, Emily Cavanaugh, we were young, and uh, Emily will be opening up for Monday on Friday at Shuba's at 7 p.m. It's going to yeah. be a great, that's great a $20 show. $20 ticket. You know, Emily, uh, she's an uh, Irish-American family, grew up here in Chicago, now she's out in New York. They're Sox fans, by the way, which is a great thing. Yeah, and um, then the, she's coming back home here. Uh, she's coming the, back for the weekend, Working I guess, a little bit on the north the side, night. but I'm sure she'll she's doing. Yeah. touch base with her you know, south side That's a great roots. place, great room, Shubas. Yeah, um, oh, it's yeah. one of my favorites. One of mine, too. Uh, haven't been in a long time. And then, of course, we followed it up with uh, the the main act on Friday, and that's Monday, and that was Bird Seed and Trash. And uh, That's right. And then I noticed how you uh, just dropped in that Flood Brothers, uh, you know, uh, I'm commercial. sure they see a lot of bird seed yeah, and bird trash, seed and tra- especially right. trash, yeah. yes. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, probably not too much bird seed. That's right. So uh, probably not. But, right. Um, but anyway, we're going to go back into some music here. And, you know, we talked a lot of – there's a lot of stuff going on at the Irish American Heritage Center. And as we talked about at the top of the program – the Irish American Hall of Fame is coming up next week, Tim. Ooh, boy, I can't believe it's time? just around the corner. Ooh-wee is right. Yeah, so, I, uh, I just dropped my tux off. You just uh, dropped I, it off? I had it taken out at the uh, waistband That's a little bit. probably uh, good. Gained a few pounds. You want to uh, look yeah. your best. I do, I do. I try to, at least. You want to yeah, be right. stuffed in for that big meal that's no, going right. to come at yeah, the Irish American right. Hall of Fame and, uh, Gala. Yeah, yeah. And be... So we're going to play a song here. Uh, this is uh, The Chieftains with Elvis Costello and Anuna. And this is a bit of a theme song for the Irish American Hall of Fame. Yet another one, right? Yet another one. Uh, We have a couple of them, and this is the first of them. And uh, we're going to play this song. Uh, This is called Long Journey Home.
So I had to leave for my country above As for each child grown tall Another lies in the end And for every rail we laid in the long There's a thousand miles of the long journey The Chieftains and Elvis Costello with Anuna. What a great, great song. It's been going every time, Tim. That uh, that gets very emotional, and it's a crescendo when we introduce uh, the guests. And uh, uh, tonight we're going to do the same thing. We're introducing the inductees to this year's Irish American Hall of Fame. And so under the category of religion, we have Father Michael Judge. He was a chaplain for the New York City Fire Department who gave his life during the 9-11 attacks Robert Emmett Michael Judge was the son of Irish Catholic immigrants from County Leitrim and grew up in Brooklyn, New York during the Great Depression. In 1948, at the age of 15, Judge began the formation process to enter the Franciscan community. He completed his training as ordained as a Franciscan priest in 1961. Upon entering the Order of Friars Minor, he took the religious name of Michael, later changing the spelling to M-Y-C-H-A-L. 
1986, he was assigned to the Monastery of St. Francis of Assisi Church on West 31st Street in New York, where he lived and worked until his death in 2001. In 1992, Father Judge was appointed chaplain of the Fire Department of New York. Upon hearing the news that the World Trade Center had been hit, Father Judge rushed to the site. Judge Judge administered the last rites to some lying on the streets, then entered the lobby of the World Trade Center, where an emergency command post was organized. When the South Tower collapsed at 9.59 a.m., debris went flying through the North Tower lobby, killing many inside, including Father Judge. He is listed as the first recorded casualty of the 9-11 attacks. Judge was well-known in the city for ministering to the homeless, the hungry, recovering alcoholics, people with AIDS, the sick, injured, the grieving, immigrants, gays and lesbians, and those alienated by the church and society. We're going to play a clip, and this is uh, a clip from Father Judge's last uh, homily uh, that he gave on September 10th, 2001. And listen closely to the words, because this is a homily that was delivered um, really less than 24 hours before he passed away. God made everything good, and he created man and woman to his image and likeness, and he made it good. And then Jesus comes along, and he tells us, after everything has happened, good, bad, and indifferent, he says, don't worry about anything, what we're going to eat, and what we're going to wear, and what we're going to do. Don't worry about it. Stay in today. And your Heavenly Father will take care of you, and everything will be given to you. Stay in today. Don't get into tomorrow. All about God in our lives. It's just absolutely fantastic. It's fantastic how I can sometimes begin a day and go through a day, and hopefully say a prayer here and there, but not realize that everything that happens, every single thing that happens, is somehow within the divine plan. Yes, that's right. Uh, Father Michael Judge, and that was the homily delivered on September wow. 10th, 2001. That's something. And uh, so, yes, and there's going to be a wonderful tribute to Father Michael Judge at the Irish American Hall of Fame on June the 10th. And uh, Yes, a very special video that's uh, being prepared by a very special friend of his. Uh, and uh, the video features uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, who was the mayor at the time of the 9-11 attacks. And not so to mention we'll have a uh, family of uh, Father Judge at the event. We've got uh, relatives coming in all the way from Ireland and, of course, out uh, on the East Coast and West Coast. So, yes, it's going to be a family affair for the Judge well, family. We do our best to pay a special tribute to, to those that get inducted into the Irish American Hall of Fame. It's a very deserving honor for each one of them, and uh, we're just honored to be in their presence. So, Our next uh, inductee into the Irish American Hall of Fame is in the category of public service, and uh, his name is Audie Murphy, and Audie Leon Murphy was born into a life of poverty in Texas in 1924. His father, Emmett Murphy, was a poor sharecropper who eked out a living for his wife and 12 children growing cotton. Young Audie, like his brothers and sisters, worked in the cotton fields from the age of five on, and the family often went without food and shelter. Murphy's father deserted the family in 1940, and his mother died a year later, and within months, the United States was attacked by the Japanese at Pearl Harbor, and the war was on. Murphy, like so many thousands of young men, rushed to a military recruiting station. After initially being turned down for service due to his size, Murphy went on to become the most decorated American soldier of World War II and a celebrated movie star for many years in the post-war era, appearing in 44 films. Murray became the most decorated United States soldier of the war, during his 27 months in action in the European theater, he received the Medal of Honor, the U.S. military's highest award for valor, 
along with 32 additional United U.S. and foreign medals and citations, including five from France and one from Belgium. It's been said that he received, received every U.S. medal available at the time, five of them awarded more than once. In June of 1945, Murphy returned home from Europe a hero and was greeted with parades and elaborate banquets. Life magazine honored the brave, baby-faced soldier by putting him on the cover of its July 16, 1945 issue. And that photograph inspired actor Jimmy Cagney, another Irish-American Hall of Fame inductee, to call Murphy and invite him to Hollywood to begin an acting career. Murphy's successful movie career included To Helen Back, based on his autobiography of the same title, and he starred in 39 Hollywood films. He also starred in The Red Badge of Courage, with uh, was directed by John Houston, another Irish-American Hall of Fame inductee. Lots of tie-ins here. He found some sex success as a country music composer with his songs performed by the likes of Dean Martin and Harry Nielsen. Now, he was plagued by insomnia and nightmares in his later years. It was a condition that eventually became known as post-traumatic stress disorder. He died in a plane crash far too early in 1971 and uh, was interred with full military honors in Arlington National Cemetery. His grave is the second most visited in Arlington National Cemetery behind the Kennedy family graves. Mm. And Murphy's family tree traces back to the Scots-Irish Ulsterites in pre-famine Ireland, and we are proud to honor Audie Murphy for public service to the Irish American Hall of Fame. We're going to play a little clip here. This is a clip uh, that comes out of a radio broadcast uh, from the U.S. Army uh, about the late 1950s, and it's a little interview with Audie Murphy about his service during wartime. For years now, Audie Murphy has been a well-known motion picture star, but he is known also as the most decorated soldier of World War II. What has stayed in his mind? What does he remember most about that time of his life? To find out, we go now to our man in Hollywood, Vince D'Angelo. This is Army correspondent Vince D'Angelo. On this Veterans Day, we've moved our Army Hour microphone to Hollywood, California, to talk to a man who is not only well-known to the American public, but also highly respected by the military services. He is a major in the United States Army Reserve, America's most decorated hero of World War II. He is motion picture star Audie Murphy. Audie, welcome to the Army Hour. Thanks, Vince. It's nice to see you again. Audie, how long were you in the service? Well, actually, a very short time, uh, Vince, about three years, but it, uh, I assure you, it seemed much longer. Uh, did you spend most of your service in Europe? Practically all of it. I, I had my basic training in Texas and a little bit at Fort Meade, Maryland, and right on to North Africa. Uh, you were commissioned uh, right uh, toward the close of the war, weren't you? In 1944, and somewhere up in France. I've forgotten France all looked the same to me in those days. Well, Audie, as a, a man who was honored with every decoration his country could award, and going back to your service before you were commissioned as Sergeant Audie Murphy, let's say, would you tell our listeners what was your most memorable experience of World War II? Vince, of course I had had many, and uh, I sometimes uh, remember them, uh, not always with great pleasure, but I think I'd have to say that uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was not as a sergeant, but as a second lieutenant. Was I first lieutenant? I've tried to forget all these things, you see. I don't remember my rank at the end of the war. I think I was first lieutenant, and this was, um, I've even forgotten the date, but I was on a train going for a little rest on the Riviera for, oh, about three or four day pass. And I heard the announcement that the war in Europe was over. And uh, there's nothing that could top that for me. 
was his name. He fought the Germans in World War II and starred his way to fame. First he wore a soldier suit, then a cowboy gun. He shot up some real bad guys and I guess he had some fun. He was born in Texas in 1924. He was a hunting rabbit by the time he hit the floor. No one knew he would go on to such worldwide fame. The world's most decorated soldier that our country claims. Murphy, Audie Murphy was his name. He fought the Germans in World War II and starred his way to fame. First he wore a soldier suit and a cowboy gun. He shot up some real bad guys and I guess he had some fun. Hook it. Bank, an institution founded and staffed by Irish and Irish at Heart Chicagoans, is dedicated to Chicago's Irish American community. Signature Bank proudly offers ATM fee reimbursement up to $25 per month so you can use your ATM card anywhere and everywhere and receive $100 for simply moving your Social Security or payroll direct deposit. 
Stop by one of our two locations, Harlem and Northwest Highway, just 10 minutes from the Irish American Heritage Center and on the corner of Wacker and Lake in the Financial District downtown. Be sure to ask our Ella Reardon, Marietta Mullane, and Signature Bank President Michael Rourke or call them at 773-467-5624 or visit their website at SignatureBank.com. Signature Bank, we're your kind of bank. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Chicago Gaelic Park, located at 6119 West 147th Street in Oak Forest, is the place to meet and greet friends and family. We'd like to thank everyone who attended our annual Irish Fest last weekend. The weather was fantastic, and we hope you all had a great time. See you next year. This Wednesday is the kickoff of our summer barbecues out on the patio. We'll have the grill all fired up with ribs and burgers, along with other delicious items from our summer menu. Make your reservations by calling Gaelic Park Front Office at 708 708- 687-9323. Gaelic Park is open to all organizations and clubs in the Chicagoland community. Next time you're at Gaelic Park, whether it's for a meeting or a party, leave yourself a little time to visit the Carrig Irish Pub. If you don't have any plans to be at Gaelic Park, make it a point to stop by and see old friends or make new ones. The Carrig Pub offers a delightful pub menu Monday through Thursdays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., Fridays from 5 to 10 p.m., and Saturdays and Sundays from 3 to 8 p.m., Our pub food menu is sure to please the hungriest of appetites. Live entertainment is featured every Friday and Saturday night with no cover charge. For a listing of all of our events, please visit our website at chicagogaelicpark.org. Chicago Gaelic Park, located at 6119 West 147th Street in my hometown of Oak Forest, is open daily to the public, and the telephone number is 708-687-9323. Hello, this is Morris Lennon and you're listening to Windy City Irish Radio with those high kings of the airwaves, Mike Shevlin and Tim Taylor. Always nice to hear from Morris Lennon, isn't it? Yeah, high kings of the radio. I That's high praise. Yeah, that is very high praise, yeah, especially, especially from coming from Morris, yeah. So, uh, so we heard a, a nice little tribute there to uh, the soldier, Audie Murphy, and that was the saga of Audie Murphy, from Bobby Atkins and the True Brothers. Shooting them up and having some fun, I guess. Uh, who knew? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I hope he means the cowboy movies, right? I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be no no fun otherwise. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, uh, we're uh, celebrating the inductees to this year's uh, Irish American Hall of Fame, which is coming up on June 10th at the Irish American Heritage Center. It's going to be quite an affair, and it's actually sold out and so, can you believe you, it? I I can't believe it. Uh, you know, generally we're uh, you know we're still selling tickets. Uh, you know, maybe a week in advance, but we've been sold out here now for a couple of weeks. And uh, but if you want to go, I mean, you, there is a, a waiting list. In I don't case think you can get these tickets on StubHub. They cannot get them on StubHub. No. But yes, put no. your name on a waiting list. You yeah, never but, know. Yeah, you never know who's going to drop out. Uh, you know, people uh, have lots of plans this summer and lots of graduations. But again, it is a sold-out affair, and uh, so you'll be able to maybe watch it on the 9 o'clock news on WGN or uh, maybe the 10 o'clock on uh, NBC or ABC or one of the news uh, channels. YouTube, yeah. You know, you'll be able to see it some some form or fashion. So, Mike, uh, the inductee this year in the sports category is Maureen Little Mocom. Connolly. Maureen Connolly grew up in North Park, California, and at, in the 1940s, Connolly would walk to the courts and watch men and women play tennis. Connolly begged her mother to buy her tennis racket, and at the age of 10, her mother agreed and paid $1.50 for the racket. Here's a newsreel clip from 1950 about Maureen Connolly. Flying into London Airport the other day came 17-year-old Maureen Connolly, already America's lady champion. We were there to welcome her and hear her plans for the tennis season. 
Uh, you're playing at Wimbledon, aren't you? Yes, I'm going to be playing at Wimbledon this year, a big one. Well, what, what, what do you think of your chances? Well, I hope they're good. I'm going to be in there plugging in the final count. Well, <laughs> who knows? Little Mo, as she's been nicknamed, lost no time in getting down to tennis. Watched by her coach, Ms. Elna Teach Tennant, she was soon putting in some practice at Surbiton. Maureen doesn't go in for frills on the court. The game's the thing, and what a game she can play. Her opponents are likely to find out all about that in due course. Her appearance in the Surrey Club Championships was her first tournament engagement in Britain. Connolly became the greatest female tennis player of a generation, nicknamed Little Mo, after World War II battleship USS Missouri. Connolly became the first woman to win tennis's Grand Slam, capturing the Australian and French Open, Wimbledon, and what became the U.S. Open in the same calendar year. Connolly pulled off the feat in 1953. She was only 18 years old. That record still holds today. Further proof of her tennis domination from 1951 to 54, Connolly entered nine Grand Slam single tournaments and won them all. Connolly's tennis career ended tragically on July 20th, 1954, when Connolly was riding her horse, Colonel Mary Boy. The horse was spooked by a cement truck, kicked, and then pinned Connolly's right leg against the truck. She suffered a broken leg and torn muscles, forcing her retirement at the very young age of 20. Connolly once eloquently described her focus, saying, I have always believed greatness on the tennis court was my destiny, a dark destiny at times where the court became my secret jungle and I a lonely, fear-stricken hunger. I was a strange little girl armed with hate, fear, and a golden racket. In 1966, Connolly was diagnosed with with cancer. She died in 1969 at the young age of 34, Maureen Connolly's two daughters, Cindy and Brenda, will be on hand to accept the award for Maureen Little Mo Connolly to the Irish American Hall of Fame. Thank you, Tim. And uh, just another worthy addition to the Hall of Fame in the category of sports. And uh, we've had so many great ones over the years. Uh, so uh, glad to welcome Little Mo. Yeah, and there was a movie about Little Mo that uh, featured... Uh, Michael uh, Lerner, Michael right? Lerner, yeah. There's uh, the mother from the Waltons. Oh, yeah. Uh, Good night, John Boy. Great, great, <laughs> great film, yes. All right, we're going to move on to arts and humanities. Always a very fun category, and it's uh, uh, our next uh, inductee is joining a very esteemed uh, esteemed group in the arts and entertainment, uh, arts and humanities uh, category. And uh, this year, we're going to nominate or induct. I'm sorry, Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. What? Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. Yes. Sounds very Irish, right? It does, yes. He's better known by his stage name, Martin Sheen. Ah. An American actor, one of my favorite all-time actors. Uh, he achieved fame with roles in the film Badlands and Apocalypse Now, Wall Street, Gettysburg, The Departed, and The Amazing Spider-Man, and of course, as President Josiah Bartlett in The West Wing. He has been nominated for an Academy Award. He's, he's starred on the Ho- he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. In television, he's won Golden Globes and two Screen Actor Guild Awards and an Emmy uh, for guest starring on Murphy Brown. He was born and raised in the United States from immigrant parents. He adopted the stage name Martin Sheen to help him gain acting parts. Now, of course, we know where he probably adopted that name Martin Sheen, right? Yes, I do. Well, it was from a combination of CBS casting director Robert Dale Martin, who gave him his first big break and... He got the last name from the televangelist Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, an Irish-American Hall of Fame inductee. Lots of ties. How about that? So again, born and raised in the U.S. from immigrant parents, 
Uh, he was born in Dayton, Ohio, the son of Mary Ann Phelan. And there you go. And Francis Estevez Martinez. Both of Sheen's parents were immigrants. His father from Pardarubias, Galicia, Spain, and his mother from Borosocane County Tipperary in Ireland. And uh, Sheen was drawn to acting at a young age, but his father disapproved of the interest in the field. And he, you know, despite the opposition, Sheen decided he wanted to be an actor. And he purposely flunked out of the University of Dayton, borrowed money from a Catholic priest, and moved to New York City in his early 20s, hoping to make it as an actor. And if it was there that he met the legendary Catholic activist Dorothy Day. And uh, working with her Catholic worker movement, he began his commitment to social justice that continues to this day. Um, Sheen has a great affinity for the University of Notre Dame and in 2008 was awarded the La Terre Medal, the highest honor bestowed on American Catholics. In May 2008, at the school's commencement, he was the 2003 recipient. And in, and in 2003, he was a recipient of the Marquette University degree of Doctor of Letters. Uh, in 2011, he was awarded an honorary life men- membership in the Law Society of University College Dublin. These days, Sheen's works. W- he works. He's worked with his son Charlie. Yeah, um, you know he's the calm one mm-hmm. on the show Anger Management. He's made all kinds of guest appearances, and he's currently starring on the Netflix sitcom Grace and Frankie with Lily Tomlin, Sam Watterson, and Jane Fonda. In addition to his acting, Sheen is known for his social and political activism. He's campaigned against nuclear weapons for the right workers' rights as well as many other causes. Sheen has been arrested number numerous time during these political demonstrations and protests. But he does live in, in Los Angeles with his wife. He has four children, all of whom are actors. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Martin Sheen. And... Uh, in, in the- in recent times, you, because you're so associated with the presidency, fictitiously, obviously, as President Bartlett yeah. and West Wing, and then, you know, you're, you are a political campaigner, so the lines blur. And, and then in Ireland, we had a presidential election going on, and a petition, thousands of people said, Martin Sheen for president. You know, the lines were, were blurring even again. Oh, yeah, uh, well... And were you, were you flattered or shocked by well, this... Uh, well, a bit of both, I guess. Uh, I, 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 my political persuasions can't be taken seriously as far as my being involved in politics. I have no interest in politics, have you per se. No, I don't, no. But uh, I saw that this thing was gaining momentum, and, and I don't have a computer, so I, I didn't know how to respond and Emilio and I were on the road promoting another film last the fall, The Way. And he said, you know, you, this is getting a little serious. You ought, to, you ought to make comment on it. And I said, oh, dear, okay, fine. I said, all right, tell him that um, there's no way possible to measure up to the two women that have served in that post the last 28 years or so with Mary McAleese, the Mary. most recent uh, president, and her predecessor, uh, Mary Robinson. Mary Robinson. Yeah. So I said, uh, I couldn't possibly hope to reach the bar that they have said. In okay. fact, few men could ever hope to aspire to that uh, level, with the possible exception of Michael O'Higgins. Michael D. Higgins, yeah, yeah, so. So you, you, you endorsed Michael D.'s candidature. I did sure. indeed. I, I endorsed uh, uh, your current president, and you're yeah. so lucky to have him. And uh, I'd known him from Galway in 06. He came literally pounding on my door one day just to say hello. Did he? Yeah, when I was studying up there. He just, yeah, just came by himself and, and just wanted to introduce himself, and we spent some time talking. I saw him again last year in Galway, and I adore him. Have you been to the Oris? I was there yesterday. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it go? It was great, Carmen and, uh, and Donna and I, and, 
Dan Breen uh, went, and we had this extraordinary sit-down lunch. I mean, it was all we could do not to get thrown out. I mean, it was just one. I mean, he and his wife are so uh, compatible and yeah. so supportive of one another. They think so much alike, and they're so beautiful together. They adore each other. And they support each other. And yeah. I had no idea she was an actress and knew all about me and what I did for a living and so forth. So it sounded like you had a bit of crack, a bit of fun. We had great fun. And as we were leaving, he, he casually said to Dan Breen, my friend, he said, now let me know when Martin is in the country again. Will you be sure to do that? And he said, why? Did he lift something from the table? <laughs> <laughs> and that was Martin Sheen on Irish TV just a couple of years back talking about the president's of Ireland, and uh, at, for a short period of time, you know, there was a there was talk, you know, around the around Ireland that that, that they would have rather had Martin Sheen run for president, uh, and then instead of uh, who they had at the time, so uh, Sheen had to quell those rumors and any thoughts of that, and uh, not interested at all in politics. He just plays one on TV, kind of a thing. So, so we're going to play a little song for Martin Sheen here, and it is for his lovely mother, Marianne, from Boris O'Kane County. Tipperary. Hair of gold, eyes of blue, prettiest girl I ever knew. Skin as white as precious pearl, she was my Tipperary girl. She just chanced to pass me by Pretty as a peach in a pumpkin pie Fresh as a flower in full bloom Sweet as a sunny summer's afternoon I was smitten, got me good Never knew that Cupid would Speared me down into my soul Spun me round like a batting bowl Hair of gold, eyes of blue Prettiest girl I ever knew Skin as white as precious pearl She was my temporary girl I was courting pure romance Asked her if she'd like to dance Smiled at me as she took my hand Swung me round till I couldn't stand Now she could dance, she could swing Like a newborn lamb in spring Up and down and to and fro Round and round and around we go Hair of gold, eyes of blue Prettiest girl I ever knew Skin as white as precious pearl She was my temporary girl I fell heads and over heels Heart was jumping jigs and reels Twitched and twittered ill at ease Like the hound dog scratching fleas Now young and foolish, old and wise Enter love with open eyes Treat her right or from the start That temporary girl should break your heart Hair of gold, eyes of blue Prettiest girl I ever knew Skin as white as precious pearl She was my temporary girl Hair of gold, eyes of blue Prettiest girl I ever knew Skin as white as precious pearl She was my temporary girl
Dirty Old Town by Moving Cloud. It was a big super group, uh, wasn't it? Back in the 80s, was a it? Of, a lot of people, a lot of cool people in that band. Kevin Crawford from Lunasa. He was just at the Heritage Center a few weeks uh, ago. Was that the flute player? Yeah, the flute. The, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, very, very Way nice. Way back when. Yeah, but before well, that, a cool it was... cool version of Dirty Old Town. That was it? one of the best I've yeah, ever heard. Really yeah, was. that's yeah. right. Yeah, then before that, uh, we had... Uh, Daniel O'Donnell, uh, Tipperary Girl, and that was a little tribute to Martin Sheen and, uh, you know, his mom, Mary Ann Phelan, and she won the heart over of uh, Francisco Estevez, and so she was a pretty good Tipperary yeah. Girl, I would yeah, say. Not many people would know someone named Ramon, who's uh, half Irish, huh? No, that's true, and uh, so tonight we were uh, we are celebrating the inductees to uh, the upcoming Irish American Hall of Fame just a week and a half away, Saturday, June 10th. 
It's going to be a magnificent It's going to be a humdinger. It is, and if you don't have your tickets, it actually may be too late. And uh, the only hope you have is to either find somebody who has the tickets that they'll graciously give you, or you can call the Heritage Center and try to get on the waiting list. Uh, but uh, it's 773-282-7035, extension 10. Yep, and just say, hey, put me on the waiting list, and uh, we'll do that because you never know. Some things happen. People's plans change, and seats may open up. But, uh, folks, there's no guarantee. It is the hottest ticket in the Irish-American community right now in Chicago. And it's going to be quite a night. There's going to be... Uh... I mean, there's just going to be so many uh, Irish-American uh, dignitaries, and uh, we have a lot of exciting special guests that are coming in for the evening from all over the country, and as you said, Ireland as well. So that's uh, going to be pretty exciting stuff, I think. Yep, I, uh, I agree, and uh, I don't know about you, Mike, but I've got my, my tux uh, out. It's, uh, I just dropped it off at the uh, dry cleaners. Uh, that's good. Had the waistband adjusted a little that's bit. That's uh, good. Sh- uh, shoes are shined up, and uh, so I think we're going to be looking pretty spiffy uh, I look uh, forward for the to event. It. It's I a big, every big, year. big formal it's, gala. It's like having a wedding every year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so, Mike, I'm looking up at the old clock here, and it is time to close out our show. It's been a fantastic show. Part one of a two-part series on the Irish American Hall of Fame will be featuring the other inductees next week and uh, then right after that it's the big gala and so we're going to close out the show like we do here uh, fairly often but before we do I uh, want to thank Mike our engineer he keeps the train rolling back there thank you my friend You're Mike Shevlin and thank you to all our listeners and sponsors and we're going to end the show here with an oldie but a goodie the parting glass good night everyone good night of all the money that e'er I had, I spent it in good company. And of all the harm that e'er I've done, alas, it was to none but me. And all I've done for want of wit. To memory now I can't recall So fill to me the parting glass Good night and joy be with you all Of all the comrades that e'er I had They are sorry for my going And of all the sweethearts that e'er I had They'd wish me one more day to stay But since it falls unto my lot That I should rise and you should not I'll gently rise and softly call Good night and joy be